All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Back Shoulder Fade. This is episode nine. I am James Johnson, of course, at Sports Grind underscore Done. As you all know me on Twitter. To my right, my brother, my partner in crime. We make for the dynamic duo. Joshua Sampson is here for episode nine. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Far too kind. <laughs> What's good, my brother? I, I had to use a sound effect because we ain't been utilizing this as much as we should. Yeah, was, we only use it like once, right? Yeah, we yeah. used it for applause last uh, week. But yeah, how you doing though? Feeling good, man. It's uh, a long week at work, but man, I'm just glad to glad to lay back and enjoy this weekend. And I, I really was excited for this uh, for this podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah, we got a lot. Uh, to talk about we're going to do some uh, AFC predictions and then next week we'll follow it up with the NFC predictions but you know everybody um uh, well I won't say everybody but a lot of people on the web like to do their predictions the week of training camp or some even like to do it before training camp so we're going to start it off kind of keep that tradition going in the journalism world at least for the AFC side of things and we're going to talk some predictions um, and we'll also talk about the uh, contract extension of Bobby Wagner, whom we had in our list as the um, as one of the top 10 players in football. He just got his money. And we'll also talk about the situation in New York as Golden Tate was suspended for PED. So before we get into all of that, you can follow Josh on Twitter at Johnny Assassin. Again, for me, it is sports grind underscore done. Uh, you can also feel free to check out our archived episodes of the Back Shoulder Phase, and that is episodes one through nine, which this is episode nine, clearly, on iTunes, Spotify, Audio Boom, uh, Stitcher, and Radio Public. So all of that out of the way, we are going to get the biggest topic out of the way first. That's these AFC uh, predictions in general. So uh, AFC is going to be very competitive, as we all know. Um, they are home to last year's Super Bowl champions, which was the New England Patriots, as much as that hate, uh, that pains me to say. <laughs> but uh, that in itself is going to make it interesting. And uh, so we're going to do a divisional look at each division. Um, it's four divisions, of course, uh, 16 teams in total. We're going to look at uh, each team. And uh, we'll we'll rank how we see them uh, placing when the season has ended, and then afterwards we'll do our predictions in terms of the playoffs. So uh, we'll start with AFC North here. Uh, clearly, I, you could say this is probably the most competitive division and one of the most uh, difficult to decide divisions, if not the most difficult in the AFC. And, of course, we all know uh, last year the winners of the division was the – it was the Steelers, wasn't it, if I can recall correctly? Or did it – was it – no, the Steelers didn't win it. Steelers didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, they didn't win it. Yeah. Ravens. It was the Ravens, yeah, with mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, the, uh, last year it was uh, the Ravens, surprisingly. Well, I won't say surprisingly, but we've just kind of grown accustomed to seeing the Steelers win that division. Uh, but that being said – the Ravens won it that uh, last year. Uh, the Steelers won it the year before because they faced the Jags in the um, AFC Championship or the uh, AFC Divisional Round, should I say. So um, all of that, I said all of that to say this, Josh, I guess I'll start with you. 
Uh, how do you see the AFC falling, the AFC North, that is, falling by the end of the season? Who wins it and uh, who falls behind them? Well, I got the Ravens repeating as uh, divisional champs. I can't, what was the record last year? Do you remember? The Ravens? I uh-huh. can't remember. I probably I can look it up on my phone real uh-huh. quick. It's probably be, uh, around the same record. I think this is the year that the Steelers take a huge step back. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll be at the bottom of the – I don't want to, they won't be as bad as Cincinnati, but they they'll probably they'll probably hang around for the you know they'll technically be in the playoff race you know mathematically, but right. I don't think they have a shot at even making the playoffs this year. Well, once again, well they had a shot last year, but mm-hmm. I don't think I don't even think they'll be close this year, with, especially with how competitive this whole conference is. Right, uh, there's too many good teams with uh, with more talent than. And what they have mm. on both sides of the ball, but yeah, I think I still think the Browns, with as much talent as they have, you and me just uh, talked about this, right? Are they? Do they have the composure? Mm-hmm. Do they the have? The, do they have the maturity? Right. Um, and a lot of these, I mean, a lot of these personalities. I don't know if Jarvis Land, Jarvis Landry is uh is mature enough. I definitely don't know if OBJ is mature enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Baker's Bake still is one of the comments he made about the Giants fans uh, a week ago, or you know, yep. his his act his actions over the past years is still shown that you know he's well. Maybe that's just who he's going to be his whole career is right. is right. Uh, is outspoken. But I mean, yeah. even the Duke Johnson um, comments, yeah, kind of questionable. You know what I'm saying? Like it shows that growth is needed. If yeah. You will. Um, so I don't know how that team is gonna gel together in time. I mean, they kind of remind me of of the Jaguars from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of remember what well, we had the discussion, I think on episode two or something, whenever we did our uh, our review of last season, right. where I talked about how the Jags they had all the talent in the world, but they didn't. They had, well a couple of reasons. One, they played like. Uh, teams are just gonna roll over for them, right. and they also played like uh, they were. They didn't play together, mm-hmm. and they also. It seemed like there wasn't that cohesion. Yeah. On uh, on the or well, either side of the ball, but right. specifically and, the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and something to get into that real quick because you know, as everybody know, training camp is going on. Right. Uh, a lot has come to the light. I don't want to say a lot, but the players, of course, you know, they, they're being interviewed by the media, this, that, and the other. And one thing that I've noticed with all of the interviews with the Jazz, D.D. Westbrook even came out and said it is, you know, it, like you said, the cohesion wasn't there, but now we're hearing it from them. There were individuals in the locker room that had a paycheck on their mind. Is, mm-hmm. is how he put it. Yeah. Uh, you, and we could tell, not, I mean, not the, the money part, but we could tell it was, it was people acting as individuals yeah. on that team. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, they didn't have some, it was some people that, as you said, he also said this thought they, that teams were going to roll over for them, that it was going to come naturally, that yeah. a grind wasn't acquired yeah. from a year to year basis. So they've come out to say it. Even, um, AJ Boyer has talked about it. And Calais Campbell, they talked about the words you, you keep hearing is individuality right. and maturity. So, yeah, I mean, I, I said all of that to say this, uh, yeah, you, that could be the possible a possibility with the Browns, especially they have a a rookie head coach mm-hmm. who might not, you know, if they get out of hand, I don't know if he can get a hold of that locker room. But, but uh, continue though. Yeah, well, that's the other point I was going to make. Um, 
you know, before the Jags had that season that they had two years ago, mm-hmm. um, the main problem that I saw is they had no discipline. Yep. On, um, I mean, they had they, they had too many penalties, too many turnovers. Of course, you know, Boulder's at quarterback, but right. on the defensive side of the ball, they 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 just played. They, I get there was too many personal fouls and the unnecessary roughness. Yeah, and there was yeah. there was way too many of those kind of penalties. Yeah, even in twenty seventeen. Yeah, with, with Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not saying that. Um, the this defense has that kind of personality. Matter of fact, they wouldn't even. This defense doesn't even have that kind of. Um, from the numbers from last year. Yeah, you said that, you know they ranked at the bottom of the uh at the con uh, of the conference. Right. In terms, of, was it yards allowed? Touchdowns yeah, like, allowed uh, overall against the rush. Yeah, overall against the pass, like right. they were in that twenty eight, twenty seven ish range. Right. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's it's gonna be a it's this still time will tell with the Browns. I, I'm still not convinced. I'm still not sold. I'm still not all in. I mean, we'll, we'll see. It, it might be, you know, it might be the Browns might turn into an offensive team where they gotta you know, um, put up. 35, 40 points a right. game to beat people. Right. They yeah. are. I mean, by technicality, you look at it, me and you talked about this too. They are a better offensive. If you're looking at statistics in the major categories, they're a better offensive team than they are a defensive team. Yeah. And that's crazy because a lot of their, their defensive talent, like our first round top five picks because yeah. they suck so yeah. bad, which that surprised me when I looked up their statistics. I was expecting much better from them and Greg Williams, who is no longer there and is with the Jets now. Right. Yeah. Like I said, uh, so this is really, in my opinion, the Ravens' uh, division to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the talent on both sides of the ball. They went and got Earl Thomas. Yeah. Um, they got they got the defense. They have the running backs and Gus Edwards and um, what's the other running back they got. They uh, picked them up in free agency. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, was it was it Ingram that they got? Yeah, right. Yeah, Mark yeah. Ingram. They got Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar has got another year. In the uh, system. In the system. Yeah. He's going to train camp right now. Um, we'll see how it plays out. But I don't think they'll increase in wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll stay in 10-6 and six like they were last year. Right. But uh, I think the rest of the division will cancel themselves out, mm-hmm. being that the Steelers are trying to – they're really going through a transitional period. I mean, I know um, – oh, God, what's his name? Juju is going through the uh, – I mean, he's going to be the number one guy now. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to see how that works out. Right. Um you know, Ben is going to do what he do. I mean, like we said, he he led the league in passing yards last right, year. But right. um, I mean, there's only so much. There's only so much that I think that they can they can accomplish this year. Mm-hmm. Um, losing, it's not like AB was you know twenty twentieth best receiver in the league or something like that. Or you know, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like AB was on his uh, was on a down or like right. you know was a shell of himself. I mean, A.B. was still A.B. You know, Juju just – they really were even. I mean, they want to – people want to compare, like, how many catches they had, how many touchdowns right. they had. But they were basically – they were two-headed monsters. You could you could throw to any one of them and get the same kind of production. It right. just so happened Juju had more of the more explosive plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but now Juju's going to be the man. And, you know, we'll see how James Conner han- handles right. being, the, uh, being the number one back. Um, he handled it well last year, but you know we'll see. Right. So I think uh, Ravens are, like I said, the Ravens are gonna be the uh, division winners again. So you uh, just off the top of your head about ten wins, you yeah. think is what it'll take? Yeah, they got some pretty. Uh, 
I think they'll split with, you know, Pittsburgh, of course, and we know how that rivalry goes. Right. And, you know, some of these top teams, uh, you know, they got to play the Chiefs. They got to play the Seahawks. They got to play the Rams. Mm-hmm. I think Houston is going to surprise a lot of people this year. Um, well, not surprise uh, per se. You know, they made the playoffs last year. But right. um, Houston is going to uh, be even stronger with, you know, Deshaun Watson still still a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, I really don't know. We'll talk about that later, too. Yeah. I got a take on that, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Ravens are not – they don't have the easiest schedule, but, you know, right. I, like I said, I think the, the division, it'll, it'll, cancel, it'll cancel itself out. And, right. you know, Ravens will be the AFC North champions. Again. Yeah. So, yeah, um, to reiterate uh, what you were talking about, um, so the division last year, I pulled it up. It was Ravens 10-6, and six, Steelers 9-6-1, and six and one, Browns – uh, seven, eight, and one. So the tie came. That was week one. Week one. Yeah. Also, I forgot about this fact that mm-hmm. that game was so important to the division because of technically, if the Browns would have won that game, uh, they could have won the division if I'm not mistaken. Nah. Um, well, see, they still would have needed another win. No, I'm talking about like. Um, well, I mean, it might have helped the Steelers though. No, well, the Steelers would have been eliminated. Really? If yeah. they won it? No, the Browns would have won that. They would have won week one. Mm-hmm. All the all they had to do was I think something like I can't remember now. It, it was some crazy stat where it was some crazy situation where uh, it was all just tied to that week one game. Though. Yeah, like that, the whole, it really changed yeah, the dynamic of the. Yeah, like if the Ravens would have lost one of the last games, the Browns would have been in the playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah, and then the Bengals came in at six and ten. So yeah, which they might actually be worse than that this year. Yeah, and AJ, uh, we got the notification. AJ. Green, I think they said Bleacher Report said six to eight weeks out with the ankle because mm-hmm. he had to be carted out or carted out the field yes, uh, Yikes. yesterday. Uh, and yesterday was let's see, the 27th of July. Mm-hmm. So um, for those of you listening, trying to get the date and write on that. So uh, that being said, um, I'm looking at it. I personally got Steelers winning it. Um, and it's like you said, like I'm, I'm not really – ready to crown the Browns yet like that. They yeah. have to earn our, you know, the Browns have been the Browns for 10, what, 10 plus years. Right. They have to earn people's respect. Not, I mean, not just me and you, but the nation in the media realm in general, like mm-hmm. we, we aren't just going to give it to them because you finally, you know, you, you showed some life at quarterback yeah. and you got all of these first round picks uh, again, all of those first round picks, when you look at it, especially on defense, they didn't perform to their potential. And they had Greg Williams there who I mean, we can call him all outside of his name for the, you know, the 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 scandal. Bounty gate, and, yeah, yeah. Bounty gate in in um with the Saints. But if when it comes to pure coaching and all of the shenanigans aside, you know, all of that keeping all of that bounty gate stuff out of the way and playing playing head-to-head against other coordinators, he's actually a good coach, Right. that aside. So, like, he couldn't get them to play to their potential. When you look at it statistically, that concerns me. And then, you know, like you said, Baker Mayfield, the maturity, you know, right. like they – I've seen it firsthand with the Jacksonville Jaguars covering them. You know, that maturity is, is, is a big deal in the NFL. And if you don't have it – and that's not to say they don't, but we don't know yet um, yeah. if you don't have it. That that can hold you back. So I got the Steelers winning it still somehow. Uh, as I told you, what concerns me with the Steelers is their record in December and how they fare in December. Yeah, that's gonna be key to all of this, I think, this time. So they they aren't the best team to end the season. They always drop these games to teams they shouldn't. 
uh, in December. So that's something to be aware of. So I got mm-hmm. them. I got them at ten and six, and I got the Ravens and the Browns actually tied at nine and seven. Um, I could see the Ravens going to the playoffs. That's not the case here. It's not like I, I don't believe in them. It's just I told, like I told you, it's, it's a matter of how much of a, a step Lamar Jackson is going to take. And I was a big fan of him. I wanted Jacksonville to draft him. Uh, how how much of a step he's going to take as a passer. You know, and I mean, I believe he has the potential, uh, but it's just a matter of if he's going to do it or not. You right. know, and like it's a matter of what's around him. Will the coaching be able to get it out of him? This, that, and the other. And um, you know, that's just a, a questionable subject. I I don't know. He he has potential. Yeah, sure he does. But uh, just to be safe, I gave it to the Steelers, and that's just by what one game here. They just barely notched the Browns and the Ravens there by one game. So right. I, I can see them winning. You know. I, or I'm talking about the, Bra- the the Ravens and Browns here. I can't see them winning one or two more games. That's not out of the realm of possibilities. Right. Or in the Browns' case, I can see them losing one game that, you know, being 8-8 eight and eight instead of 9-7. and seven. But, um, yeah, I think the Ravens definitely, if it's not 9, it's 10 wins for them. Right. So that will put them, you know, in the wild card or for the division title, uh, depending on what the Steelers do. So, I mean, as we said, Cincinnati, I don't think anybody's – projecting them to be that good. No disrespect to the Bengals and no disrespect to John Moxley, who <laughs> is a big Bengals fan. But yeah. he, he's even said it himself, like, hey, man, they, they just suck. So, um, But, hey, they could be in contention for that first-round pick. You know, they can get Tua or somebody, you know, move on from Andy Dalton. And yeah. It's probably time to move on from A.J. Green, too, because he's in his 30s and, well, the injury just surfaced. I mean, not to say he's been god-awful or anything, but, you you know, it might be time to find somebody to succeed him in two years or so, not even necessarily next year. Um, but I digress from my point there. So I got the Steelers going to the uh, – or, or earning the number one spot in the AFC North. So um, on to – I guess we'll go to the South here. Just I mean, I just wrote it down any kind of way on my list. So there's no necessary order here, but – um. We got the Colts, Jags, Texans, and Tennessee Titans. How do you see that shaping out in the end? Well, well, I think we both agree that the Colts are going to win the division, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I also think that the Colts are going to be the number one overall seed in the uh, AFC playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, going thirteen and three. Hot take there. No. <laughs> okay. No. No, I think um, you're going to save it. Yeah, I don't think that's that much of a hot take. Um, I think they got to um, – the defense is going to – well, let me rephrase it. Let me say it like this. I don't think they're going to come into the season slow like they did last year. You yeah, know, they waiting they a couple – to a slow start. Yeah, they were waiting a couple games to see, you know, how Andrew Luck was going to perform. And um, they were waiting for him to knock the rust off. And once they did, they took off. Right. And they were basically – they were dominating teams every, every week, even the – uh, even when the Cowboys paid a visit to them late in the season, um, mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys were like on a six, seven game win streak, um, and they they made the Cowboys look mediocre. So um, I think they only lose three games this year. I think it won't even be close. Of course, I have the and in second place I have um, Houston. I'm really not sure of the record. I guess it will go nine and seven mm-hmm. possibly. Um, I think they'll be uh, one of the wild card teams. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm really not sure the the pieces that um, Houston has put around Deshaun Watson. 
Yeah, I mean, didn't chime in on that too when you get done. Right. I'm pretty. They lost Alpha Blue, right? Yeah, Alpha he's Blue. with us now. Um. Yeah, of course. Um. <laughs> I forgot. Lamar Miller's no longer there, right? Or is uh, he still? Uh, he might still be there. Actually, um, I'll, I'll look into that. Why you? I mean, the duo of Hop and uh, Hopkins and uh, Watson should be enough for them to make the wild card, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, Watson's getting better every year. As long as he if he could take care of the injury bug, which I mean, it seems like it's a every year thing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the pet? Is his third year now? His fourth year. Either either way, right? Um, if he can stay healthy, even if even if he doesn't, I mean, let's say fourteen out of sixteen games they play. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be good enough for them to make the playoffs. Okay, and um, Lamar is still with the Texans, by the way. Right. Um. So, uh, Houston's my wild card team. They're coming in second place. Um. I think the Jags are right behind them mm-hmm. with that eight and eight or seven and nine, possibly. Um. Reason I say this is I'm still not one hundred percent sold on Nick Foles as you know the Jags quarterback, being that he's got to now play a full season. I, I don't know. I mean, he, he looked pretty shaky, I guess, the first couple of games when he was, you know, when, before right. Wentz came back for the Eagles. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, he couldn't have got on the roll later in the season, but Nick Foles playing the full season, I'm still not convinced. I'm, I, well, I still have my reservations about what exactly he's going to do with this offense. I mean, I know, Yeah, and rightfully so. Yeah. You know? yeah. I know he's got his, you know, his offensive coordinator from the Eagles, right? His quarterback coach. Quarterback coach. Filippo. Right. Yeah. Um, which I think pretty sure he coached in Miami at some point uh, before Rick got there. Um, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm thinking about the same guy. Uh, uh I don't I, – I know Flip was in – in terms of the college round, I know he was at San Jose. I have to look into it. Right. After, yeah. Uh, and then – was a, the Titans are still – I think the Titans are going to finish at the bottom of the division again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they well we did last year, but – Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, like, they were they were third place, right, Mills? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm still not sold on – like I said, I'm not sold on Nick Foles. That's what's holding me back right. about the Jags. Um, yeah. I mean, they got – like I said, they had the talent on defense. Mm-hmm. If they can do what they did – if they can do what they did t- two years ago. Right. Well, they were disciplined on defense. They were dominating the ball. They were they were uh, dominating time of possession. Right. They were dominating turnover margin. Yeah, they were um, negative twelve. Yeah, they were dominating the line of scrimmage. Uh, Ngakwe and well, Fowler's gone now, but Calais and um, Malik, but he's yeah. gone now. But uh, they got um, Taven, Taven Bryan, Aubrey and, Jones, um, boy from Kentucky, that um, Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a key part of this too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if they can, I mean, and you know, Jalen, Jalen wants his money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, clearly um, that truck said a little, <laughs> yeah. little something. Yeah. Um, so I mean, but if they're gonna if they're gonna make the playoffs, it's, it's got to be. I don't want to say it's the same formula because they have a wait. Uh, they have a the quarterback situation is uh, miles ahead of what they were right a couple years ago or mm-hmm. hell even last year. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, it doesn't have to be all defense, but I still think the defense is going to anchor them into mm-hmm. making the playoffs. Right, right. Um But, yeah, that's mm-hmm. – like I said, so wrap mm-hmm. it up. Um, Colts 13-3, number one overall seed. Okay. And Houston is the wild card team. Okay. Yeah. All right, so for me, I got the Colts winning the division 11-5. and five. 
Uh, see, here's my thing with the Colts. Like what you were saying um, about them possibly getting the best ranking in the or the best seed in the AFC. Well, the game, one game that continues to stand out to me, and they played the Jags at the end of the season again this year, was that game where they played the Jags, and they were so hot going into the game, they came to TIA Bank Field, and they shut them out, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, and on the other side of that, the Colts did beat them in the game week 10, so it was they, they finished one and one. Mm-hmm. But I'm, all I'm saying is that game was just that last game that they had was kind of alarming. And I mean, because the Colts, it's not just because of Jacksonville's defense, but the Colts were so hot going into that, and they just hit a buzz saw, and it, you know, it, it made me realize, like, you know, maybe Jacksonville has something, you know, has or is doing something that can neutralize the Colts, because a lot of teams obviously can't do that. That's that's a big reason why we think they're going to be so successful. But on the Colts, I'll say this: like, big fan of Frank Wright comes from me and you talked about this comes from the Andy Reid tree technically you know uh he's from that uh him John DeFilippo all of those guys um what's the Doug Peterson all of them run similar concepts you know that seems to be uh that tree seems to be taking the lead by storm if you will so I'm I'm confident in what he can do I my question with them is like how much of a improvement the Colts make on defense and let me look that up real quick as a matter of fact. All right, so, yeah, defensively, they finished last year. They were 10th in points allowed, 11th in uh, yards allowed in pass uh, in the passing game. In terms of passing yards allowed, they were 16th, and um, they were 8th in terms of rushing. So, yeah, their defense has some work. To, they have some ground to make up on. They kind of like, you know what I was saying with Georgia, they're kind of bend but don't break type of defense. Uh, so, like, we, I think they got to get a little bit past that mold of a bend but don't break because, as we've seen, when you start getting to these playoff teams, you, you, can't, you can't have a brace for impact type of defense. We've mm-hmm. seen that. That's, that's what hurt the, Jabs, the Jaguars in the AFC Championship, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't brace for the Patriots. You have to put your foot on their neck and just go ahead and just – kill that show so that's always been a concern of mine like how much they get away from that will kind of you know help them more towards like how many wins they get over 10 uh but make no mistake about it they are a 10 11 12 13 win team mm-hmm. even you know with that issue so i got them winning it i got the jags going 10 and 6 uh i guess i should go ahead and say that's probably that's a wild card right there texans 9 and 7 um, and then the Tennessee Titans, 8-8. Eight and eight. My bone with the Texans is this. And I said this last year, and I was actually wrong, so I could be wrong this year. Um, with the Texans, we the issue has been protecting Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And this year, when you, especially when you look at the draft, I forget the two young men that they got in the first and second round, respectively. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Titus Howard was their first-round pick. Uh, putting Titus Howard as your blind side or your right tackle, wherever they put him, putting him as one of your bookends week one probably isn't going to bode well for you early in the season. And and the thing with Titus Howard is, you know, he, he's coming from, if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the um, the smaller schools. It's like North Carolina, A&T or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So you to, to ask this man to protect Deshaun's blind side out of the gate is a lot to ask for uh, uh, someone that didn't come out of the division one level, that concerns me. And the guy, uh, 
I think he came from Northern Illinois. The the guard or the tackle they got after that, he's another guy that hasn't seen that competition that he's going to see on the NFL level. So, I mean, by comparison, let's just say Howard starting at left tackle week one or, or the, in their first meeting with the Jags. If the Jags throw Josh Allen out there, he should have he he should eat. If we're talking about like comparing the the prospects and what the Jags and not even that, but the Jaguars shouldn't have no trouble getting to Deshaun Watson with both of those guys starting, especially with their current off their current defensive line. If they get in Gakway into camp, that's, mm-hmm. that's another key in, in this as well. And Pete Prisco from CBS Sports says he believes the deal will get done. It don't sound like they they're that far off. So. You mean to tell me you're going to put these two rookies probably into your offensive line and expect to go up against the Jaguars defensive line and have success? That's what really hurt them uh, in 2017 when the Jags and them faced off. Like, you know, the big deal was quarterback protection. Right. They, it seems like they're back to that, in my opinion. But again, like you, like you say, they have a good defense on the other side of the ball. They do some things well over there. It's a talented team, no doubt. But I just think like keeping Deshaun Watson upright is going to be an issue for them and too much of an issue for them to come in first and second or second place in the division. So I got them at nine and seven, the Titans, like me, you said, like they're always that kind of mediocre team. I've never really been a a big believer in Marcus Mariota when he came out of Oregon, Mm -hmm. when he was at Oregon, I loved him. But since coming into the league, uh, you know, like, and I mean, like their coaches, vibe to me like what they were saying about his his contract extension I forgot exactly what it was but like the coach gave me a vibe that they don't feel like he's the long-term answer at quarterback I've never I've never like felt he was a long-term answer but when you talk about Marcus Mariota I said all of that to say this is he's a guy that with the current quarterback salaries that's being handed out you have to think long and hard if you want to pay this young man over what a hundred million dollars in terms of a total contract. We we talking about roughly twenty five to thirty somewhere in there yearly. Right. You got that's a that's a big decision to make. You know, yeah. and when you make that decision, or if you decide to move on because you almost can't bank on getting a quarterback out of free agency like the Jazz did, that means you're gonna have to put a rookie there. So that but I mean that's another story for another time. But I'm just saying like they, they don't have I don't feel like the front office believes he's worthy of a contract like that which is kind of telling to this season and their faith in Marcus Mariota. You almost have to have faith in your quarterback to be successful in the league is what I'm saying. Because I know this because Blake Bortles was our quarterback and the Jaguars low key didn't have faith in him. Yeah. And where did that get him? That that made them pay him this mediocre deal that they're still on the hook for, but the success didn't come with it because they never, you know, they never I guess the best way to put it, they never took the cuffs off him to see who he really was, which we knew was a pick machine. But they weren't they couldn't because obviously he would put them behind in the score. Mm-hmm. So like that that was an issue in itself. And I feel like Marcus Mariota is a similar type of quarterback that they can't take the cuffs off of because he's limited as a passer. But that's neither here neither there. So that's why I got on the AFC South. Uh, you, you had something to say. You sound like uh you wanted to say something on the AFC South end. Well, I just think uh, Mariota from you know from the get go has been put in a bad situation. Now, of course, you know his yeah, talent. Yeah, his true. talent has a you know, like you said, his arm talent has a helped the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they put enough 
I think they put him in the wrong yeah, system. Yeah, he, he in the wrong scheme. Yeah. And then not to mention, you know, he's had like, what, two or three coaches? Yeah. Head coach, like Mike Malarkey got fired and he won a playoff game. Yeah. You know, they fired him. So, yeah, he – that was a – that and that was my bone with the Titans picking Mar- Marcus Mariota from the job. I was like, he's not gonna flourish there because no. the not only that, the stability and their front office can't put the talent around him. No. In my opinion, not offensively, defensively, they they've been better in drafting, but offensively, I always worried about that. I so. mean, they tried. I mean, you know that yeah, they went and got uh, Demarco Murray and right. I mean, I don't know why. I guess take the Heisman winner, uh, Henry, but I mean, right. they got, uh, I was going to say Kevin Dyson. That's, that, that's <laughs> oh. 2001. Yeah, um, I was about to say that's, they got Coleman, don't they? Is ooh. it, uh, a receiver? Coleman. Oh, I have to look up. Yeah, just don't, don't worry about it. They got, they got, uh, I know they got one of the receivers. They got the receiver from Western Michigan, right? Or was it, it, it was one of those guys. I can't remember. Um, it was one of those top guys in the first round. Right. Um, then they, they had a, they had someone. No, that's that's uh, one of the defensive backs. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just think Mariota's been put in a really tough, really tough position yeah. in terms of his, you know, the system that he's in. I agree. And I don't think he his his, I don't think they've been able to highlight his his strengths well enough. Right. Especially in this division. I mean, it's you got a good you got a great to elite defenses on. On each of these teams, mm-hmm. um, and, and I forgot this too. Now that I looked it up, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, oh boy, uh, Taylor Lewan gonna be out too mm-hmm. for the first four games. Well, if he doesn't win the appeal, right? Yeah, but continue though. But that's all. That's the point I was gonna make. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. The depth chart, uh, in terms of not not even Taylor Lewan, and in their defense, they've put a decent offensive line in front yeah. of him. He had the best book book in. Offensive tackles, you can ask for, but uh, Tajay Sharp, you know, that's one of their starting receivers. Corey Davis, yeah, that's what yeah, I was yeah, 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 yeah. trying to say. Corey Davis, um, yeah, they got A.J. Brown from Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe they can help. In their defense, they are, they're trying. They just – I don't yeah. know. that they, they just can't scout all that well in terms of skill positions out you know, I mean obviously they can scout offensive linemen, but skill positions they haven't done well, well in putting stuff Well a lot of these guys were studs in, in college, but like I said, I think it's more so the system than mm-hmm. anything. And you know, Mariota was a guy who let it fly in Oregon. I mean I know they technically had a they were still running that chip killer offense, but right. a lot of times Mariota was taking the top off the defense. Yeah. Um so I mean yeah. I don't that's know. why he was able to uh, be such a great rusher too, is because like people respected his arm. Yeah. In college, I loved him coming out of college, man. Of course, I mean, it was, I mean, it was the Pac-12, but still, like <laughs> he was, he was yeah. still. I mean, he he did it to Tennessee, so I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, I think that was when Tennessee was went to one of the New Year Six. Well, not New Year Six, but they were like one of those years. Butch Jones had him going like ten and three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, so but that. anyway. Um, just. So we'll move on to the AFC East then. Yep. Uh, the Pats, Jets, Bills, and Miami Dolphins are well, in that division. Yeah, let's just get this out the way. It's uh, Pats <laughs> and nobody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's 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 another bone with the Patriots. I always had they play in such an easy division, and like it's also made me think at times that they need to uh, shuffle the conference. It's not necessarily uh, change a lot, but mm-hmm. like you know maybe you could put 
put the Miami Dolphins in the AFC South because I mean, like that would make sense. And put the Colts in the East or something. Yeah, like, like that. yeah, like to yeah. kind of because like the Colts. I mean, with the pay, the Pats are getting away with on a year to year basis is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the case this year too because they're they're um we looked at their strength of schedule. It's like thirty or thirty first or thirty second. Well, but. yeah. Well, they, there's um there's a certain point in the schedule they got like a really. They got a rough patch. I think they got to play the Eagles, then they they get a break. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to play the Ravens. I got to look it up again. Uh, let's see. It's, it's right here. It's right here. Okay. Um, yeah, they got to play the Browns. They get the Ravens. They get a bye. Then they got Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and even so that, before that, the Jets aren't a slouch. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, and the, I mean, the Giants are the Giants, but that's always a right. That's always a um interesting game for them to play, but um. Yeah, I mean, this is a – in terms of the a- AFC East, this is a no-brainer. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, for sure. But one storyline I am interested in is I – mean, I am interested in is the three rookie – well, they're not rookies anymore, but you got three two-year quarterbacks. Donald. Donald, mm-hmm. uh, Allen. Allen, and Rosen, mm-hmm. all in the same division. Same class. Yeah. They came from the same class. So, I didn't notice that either. Yeah. So I want to see how that plays out. I mean, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a minor hit storyline. But yeah. Um, yeah, I really want to see how that. I'm pretty sure that's uh first time in history um, that's happened. Probably is. Yeah. It probably um, is. Yeah. And, you know, from the circumstances of the, you know, the Cardinals trade and them drafting Kyler Murray, I mean, we got this situation now. I want to see how that works out. Um, yeah. It could be the Bills that you got. You got the Dolphins at the bottom of the division, but it could be the Bills at the bottom of the division, or could you know, be? you know, Darnold could take a turn for the worse, and you know, they'd be at the bottom. Of the, right. Um. So, you know, you never know. Rosen might, um, you know, new situation. Uh, Exceed expectation. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. that would that would be interesting, but you know, yeah. me and you both agree, and I'm pretty sure 99 percent of the world, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, the sports world agrees that the Pats are probably going to win the um, division. Now, where do you have them ranked? Uh, like, what uh, seed do you have them as? Second seed? The second seed. Yeah, I got them as the uh, – No, I got them as the first. First they, seed? They actually tied with the um, Colts. Right. But I think, like I said, then it becomes – they look at how you did – how you fared against similar opponents. Mm-hmm. So, I just – I mean, in that situation – your mind would tell you to go with the Patriots. So, right. yeah. Mine's a little bit different. Uh, I guess we're going to go ahead and get into the AFC West. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I want to say something on the um, East real quick. Right. The, um, the Jets the Jets are an interesting team. Now, like, we, of course, we know they're not going to win the division. I mean, that, that's a no-brainer. But they got some young talent there to flourish with. And like I said, Greg Williams is there who, who's shown the ability to get the most out of players in most cases except for in Cleveland for some reason they just weren't good last year um maybe it was a schematical thing you know they just it wouldn't the right. players didn't like we were saying with the Titans schematical issues come up sometimes like the players don't match the scheme that you have before you mm-hmm. um but yeah I think the Jets are interesting because I and, and of those three quarterbacks now that you mentioned it I think at least Darnold has the best situation of yeah. those three because yeah, yeah. he got Le'Veon um it's escape. Robbie Anderson is a yeah. I think that's yeah. That was yeah. he pretty decent. Yeah, he was one of the top fantasy receivers last year. Yeah, yeah. So like he has a he, probably a better situation than Rosen, and um, definitely a better situation than Rosen, and probably a more better situation than uh, Allen with the Bills. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I still had them going seven and nine, 
uh, and I'm talking about the Jets here, and I got the Bills going 79. I think they're going to be like close to 500 teams. Um, so I think more so the the interesting thing about this division is how close those two are to each other, the Bills and the Jets. But um, Miami, I don't really have high expectations for them. Um, I, as I told you, I think they could be in store for the first round pick. But then again, you never know with Rosen. Like Rosen might take that step and make them better than they are, you know, and they're in a situation where they weren't quite as bad as people expected. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, they could use the first pick, but their record didn't allow that. You know what I'm saying? So right. we'll see. I mean, this court, this class is quarterback heavy that's coming up. So we'll see if he's the guy. If he's not, they have options. Um, so, yeah.